the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And Go ahead. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Right now. Uh, however... <laughs> Zach is also here, and we had a talk, uh, uh, what, two courses or two uh, uh, podcasts two ago yeah. about you being Kafa. And so for this, this one, I want to talk about you being Kafa. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back with Zach. Uh, so, biohack Zach. Biohack Zach. So, a couple episodes ago, you said you were Kafa. Mm -hmm. And uh, V wants to talk to you about where Ayurveda sits and where you are as far as you being Kafa. So, V, please. <laughs> well, actually, he said he was told he was Kafa. Yes. Yes, yeah. you didn't just figure it out. Do Took a like a little quiz uh, online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and that's... Um, uh, and that's one of the that that was perfect. I didn't even make it up. <laughs> that's what happens with ninety nine point nine percent of the Ayurvedic practitioners. Uh, they'll uh, do an evaluation uh, through uh, whatever through say uh, how was your how was your evaluation? You don't have to mention who you did it with. Just yeah, say. I just did it online. I just wanted to learn more about Ayurveda, mm -hmm. so I wanted to see how basically how Ayurveda can help me. So uh -huh. the first thing you have to do is figure out what dosha you are. Uh -huh. And I was primarily kapha. And so you did the quiz? Or? Yes. Okay. So how many questions? Do you remember? You know, this was about two years ago. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I don't exactly remember. Probably about 20. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what happens is uh, most of the time you what the – uh, Ayurvedic quizzes and our practitioners focus at is a generic label. So Ayurveda says you have three bioenergies, Vada, Pitta, Kapha, and uh, but when Ayurveda talks about those bioenergies, actually the traditional Ayurveda gives very little value to them. It's more like a, a big... Um, like a big picture that they give. Mm -hmm. They hardly ever pay attention to them because there is so much going on behind the scenes. Makes sense. The traditional Ayurveda, when they talk about the doshas, the bioenergies, they actually refer to them as, the, the translation for dosha is that which can go wrong, mm. that which can be vitiated. Mm. So interesting. yeah, it's like what it's what's going on with us, and if something were to go wrong, what would be the big picture of that going wrong? Mm -hmm. So what happens with commodity Ayurveda is they've taken that and they reduced it to three labels. A 20-question quiz. Uh, yeah, yeah, 20 or 30 or anything like that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like they just 
kind of have you scratch the surface. Yes. They but, don't. They don't do any but, sort of deep analysis. But, but, and then they tell you what to buy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. That's exactly. It. Oh, Take some ashwagandha and you'll be fine. Yeah. It, <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. Yep. Yes. And uh, ashwagandha is a nightshade. So mm -hmm. if you're nightshade sensitive, it's not yeah, good. Yeah. And it's Estrogenic. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. saying that. We hadn't even prepared this. <laughs> and that's really bad yeah. for a lot of people. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and then, it's the go-to uh, herb. Yeah. Go-to herb for almost all Ayurvedic practitioners. And you know it can even cause your cortisol to get too low. Like you want your cortisol to be this healthy balance. You don't want it too high. But if it's too low, you won't be motivated to go out and do anything. You'll be kind of sluggish and fatigued yeah. all day. And the thing is uh, that uh, it's perpetuated by the Ayurvedic practitioners, ashwagandha and shitavari also, especially for women. And then now they use it as a nootropic yeah. also. Yeah, for sure. It's like... Yeah. What's going on now? The so they they tell you okay, this is your label. Take this or do this in terms of food or lifestyle. And it's always become vegetarian. <laughs> Lighter food. Uh, your kapha become vegetarian. Oh, your pita become vegetarian. Oh, your kapha pita become vegetarian. <laughs> It just become vegetarian. So, whereas what uh, if they wanted to really talk about the bioenergies, there is, you know, there are Ayurveda says there are so many aspects to our existence. There are we have our physical existence, we have our emotions, we have our thoughts, and we have our digestion, and we ha we can we can always make them better. And we want to maintain a balance. So actually the word dosha, which means that which can go wrong, is when we are out of balance in whatever Ayurveda defines as balance, we'll talk about it, is when we are out of balance, which way are we going to tend towards? Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. It's kind of giving you a roadmap exactly. on how to course correct when things go exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Constantly. And that's the thing. When uh, things go, uh, go wrong, but also it gives you a blueprint of how to look at yourself so you can stay more relatively balanced. And Ayurveda is huge on that dynamic balance. You don't want to be strict. Yeah. You Absolutely. Want it's life is no fun. Ayurveda is about enjoying life. Getting the most so, out of it. Exactly. Being as possible. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So when you're talking about V, that uh, it's, there actually is four things you want to look yeah. at as far as the doshas, mm -hmm. and that is your physical. Your physical, which you really can't change unless you use plastic surgery. But the physical aspect can give you a guide to what sports you want to play. Exactly. What. Uh, Movement, exactly. maybe what job you want, depending mm -hmm. on your yeah. what your body type yes. is, and then you have your physical mm -hmm. or your mental aspect, yeah. and that can be one. Yep. But with that, you want to make it more tridoshic yeah. because, like, say, my brain is my mental is kapha. What does that mean? Kapha. Uh, it's uh, you don't like change much. You you are you. That's kapha out of balance. Uh, yeah, well, ka yeah, well, kapha. So, ka what you said, kapha, and kapha is all about structure, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, so you are correct. If you don't like change much, 
means, uh, well, if you resist to change, means you are out of balance. If your tendencies to not like change much, then you know that and you challenge yourself uh, on a constant basis so you stay relatively balanced. So if I had a... I, I want kapha yes. to stay grounded or yes. I want Do kapha you, you to need, stay... We all need the kapha to stay grounded. Okay. All of us, so no matter what. So mentally kapha is also a grounding. It is grounded yeah. and that's the thing. You don't, you don't want... If you are mentally kapha, it means that you don't jump from project to project. When you say that, it makes me think of like a Taurus, like like people that are Taurus in astrology, yeah. they're very grounded, they have to plan, they need to have their week just organized to the hour. If anything goes astray, they get all out of whack. Exactly. They need predictability. Exactly. And I guess when they're out of balance, they feel overwhelmed and yes. out of control. Yes, exactly, exactly. So organization is a great thing, right? Having that. So you want to have kapha in your mental. Yep. Uh, But pita, do I want pita in my brain? Of course you do, because pita is that I'm going to take action. We can't take action without pita. So the people who have all those great ideas... Uh, I created Uber like 25 years ago. <laughs> but never did anything with it. That's uh, uh, not having enough PETA. So what you're making me think of, so kapha in neurology would be like acetylcholine. It's, it's alert. Um, it's what allows you to learn and to make memories. And then with PETA, it's dopamine. It's your drive. It, it motivates you to, to do different tasks. So that's just kind of like where, where you, that made me think. That could be. That, yeah. That's one way to look to at it. And that's it. why the neurotransmitters need all of those things in order to uh, have a balanced Yeah, it's a dance. Brain. It's, all, it's all a dance. It's always ebbing and flowing. It, exactly. That between energies. So kapha is, uh, so you're stable. Mm-hmm. Pita is? So you can take action. What is vada? Vada is the creativity and vada is st- uh, pretty much being able to think outside the box so that's my that's my mental for sure i mm-hmm. think and more vata okay yeah so but with that you want to be tridoshic because you want exactly. to be able to think outside of the box you want to be able to take action with it and you want to be able to make to it... To stay grounded. For sure. So you can sure. use it for the better good of the exactly. community. Exactly. Because, because what happens is when you come up, come up with that great idea, right? And then your uh, kapha says, I, it will require a big change. And I'm not going to do it because, say, I'll have to travel or move or change something. Mm-hmm then that big idea is useless. So you need right? some pizza to, to so, so you yeah. need the balanced kapha, you know, a reasonable kapha so it won't keep you stuck. But And also you need the pita to actually take action. So to put it more in perspective, you have the big idea and you decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to make that change. 
And then you start writing down what it will take, say, in terms of cost or who you need to talk to or all that. It's a big and, business plan. Exactly. And then, uh, you, well, somebody asks you to go for a drink or something, and then you say, okay, tomorrow, and then something else happens, something else happens. That's not having the pita. Interesting. So, see, so it seems like a, as one dosha becomes dominant, you need the other dosha to come in right behind constant. it to keep it down. And it's like a cycle a, it's or a wave, constant. rather. That's a, more accurate. Yep. Exactly. And that's where the whole quantum aspect Absolutely. of Ayurveda yeah. goes in. Because it's like a three-dimensional or four-dimensional puzzle or whatever. Because if you don't... So what happens is you have the big idea, you say, okay, I'm going to do it. You start taking action and then pieces start falling into place. That's the whole concept of the flow and of the dynamic balance. Yep. That's how our mental works. And that's why you want to be more tridoshic. You don't want to be labeled as I'm PETA. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you're labeled as I'm PETA, then you can never break that label because you've accepted it. And then you can have that, well, I'm angry because I'm PETA. Exactly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dick because I'm Vada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I eat a whole bunch of crap because I am Kapha. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it. you want to be able to not have a label. Exactly. More, it's more important to be able to say, okay, I'm being very kapha today. Let's add some pita and vada yeah. so that I can make whatever I'm wanting to make yeah. come true. For sure. And I feel like as you age, you go through different cycles of dominance. Like when you're <clears throat> yes. a kid, you're likely very vata, you're very imaginative. And then as you become an adult in your early 20s, you need to develop that kapha. Yeah. You need to develop mm -hmm. that pita. So yeah. it's what is what is the how does the it... key words or oh the stages of life. Yeah. So the other thing is that uh, it can be very which is exactly what you're saying. Very misleading uh, if it's not taken into the big picture. Is as little kids we have more kapha in us, and that's why you can even uh, the little kids are all about. Um, they need everything in order to grow. Okay. So they have. Um, more kapha, well, they physiologically. Yeah, it sounds like physically. Physi exactly. Physiologically. And that's, and yeah, vada or pita they can be. Yeah, but physiologically they are kapha. Then when you go into the teenage years and everything and all the hormones start kidding, kicking in, that's the pita time. Mm -hmm. And then as we age is the Vada time because it's, uh, they say, well, then you have osteoporosis and all the nervous disorders and uh, forgetting and all that stuff. But with that, you, but, can, you can hack that. Exactly. <laughs> that's the whole thing. That, and that's where the whole biohacking world is actually saying it's bringing light to the traditional Ayurveda actually is bringing proof mm -hmm. because the idea of traditional Ayurveda is that you know that that's what's going on physiologically. Let's take advantage of it so we stay as balanced as possible. And I'll use a Dave Asprey. Yes. That's your unfair advantage. It is unfair advantage. No. That's to me, that's the most, I love that 
terminology because once actually I heard him use the unfair advantage, I've been using it all over the place. He should have copyrighted it. When, we have to own a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> when, you, when you actually know that, the traditional Ayurveda, that's an unfair advantage because it, it shows you how human history said everything is possible. So what I really like about Ayurveda is it, it is bringing you more awareness about yourself. Yeah. And it, it really is the original biohacking. So, all right, I'm aware that I'm anxious. So, mm -hmm. or I'm aware that I don't have, like, I can't pay attention. I, I don't have drive. So what can I do in my control to, to make, to, to, to heal that or to, to hack that or mm -hmm. to yep, exactly. make it better. And it's, you exactly. guys have been doing it for thousands of years. Oh, well, um, hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's uh, say take a break. Yes. And we'll come back with the other two, digestion and emotions. Emotional. Cool. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back and we're going to be talking more about the mental, but also we're going to then hit into the emotional, which is very important, and digestion, because if the digestion isn't working right, you can't help the other three. Exactly. So, so what were you getting ready to say? Go ahead. Say okay. It. So the the question the question was about the neurotransmitters and the mental aspect, right? And you were asking, which is very it makes sense. Well, uh, your uh, mental could be also genetic, right? Absolutely. Or, yeah. And and that's everything. Everything is genetic. We, because we come into this world with whatever we have, right, from our uh, parents and mostly from our mother yeah. because of the mitochondrial DNA, actually. So if everything is genetic, does that mean in Ayurveda, everything is pretty much dependent on your physical dosha? That's like the foundation. So, so, yeah, so when we say the physical dosha, uh, Ayurveda means the physical dosha is our bone structure. Okay. Our bone structure. Makes sense, like wide our, hips, um, our facial shoulders. features, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it's not only that, it's our facial feature for what, uh, what uh, you're like uh, Irish. Yes, so we'll in our Irish. ethnic background. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, so exactly. As, uh, for me, I'm Scott Irish. So, if I had really red hair, it would mean a little bit different in Ayurveda. But since I have dark hair, that jumps into a different part of what my physical aspect of Ayurveda is. In our, yeah, so within, yeah, yeah, within our ethnic background. For example, say your hair is right, is slight, so it's uh, slightly blonde, right? In, uh, say, if you were Greek, they would say, you know, you would be considered very, very blonde. But depending on your genetics, you may not be, you may be darker 
yeah. in your ethnic background. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. yeah. German Swedish. So, yeah. so there's definitely blonder Swedes and Germans. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. Yeah. So that's how you wanna look yeah. at it. So say uh, same for skin color too. But that's that's what Ayurveda refers to as our physical structure. It's say our facial features, our natural color and our bone structure. Thin hair. Within, yes. Yep. Thin hair, thin nails versus thicker. Thicker, exactly. So as yeah. far as what's in your control, I would imagine digestion is pretty much one of the few things you could really control as far as your doshas. Physically. Yeah, Perfect. physically. Perfect. That, that would probably be the foundation and, for the mental, emotional, and, and everything else. Exactly. So in terms of your structure, Ayurveda says, for example, I'm a 5'1", and I am on the thicker bone structure. I would never be a successful... Well, it would take a lot of work for me to be a successful ballet dancer, mm-hmm. right? But, but I think it'd take even less work, though, to be a basketball player. Exactly. I would make a better basketball player than ballet dancer, truly. That's what Ayurveda so says. So why, why is that? Why? Because I would imagine you'd be like ballet would be better for someone that's shorter. Yeah, I'm thicker. I'm thicker. So to be to make it like big with the standards that they have, you have to stay extremely thin. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Gymnastics, I would do really good. Okay. Because yeah. gymnastics, I you don't have to be as a thin, say, and uh, let's talk about the Russian ballets, yeah. which well, are actually, far more and, demanding. Uh, they, uh, they actually will check you, they'll train you if you fit the body type, Yeah. and at a certain time, if you they need to break your hips, right? Exactly. Holy crap. Yeah, in that. the former Soviet Union, where yeah. they were taking the little kids. I, I doubt they're doing it now. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, the little kids, uh, if they would measure uh, their arm, their hips uh, every year, probably a couple of times a year, and once they reached puberty and stuff, and especially when the hip size could shift dramatically, if they were not smaller than a certain size, they were eliminating them. Like their career. But it's also it can also be considered very Ayurvedic because they're looking at what is the best you can be body. What yeah, literally, yeah. what is the best you can be? And do you want to be a okay ballet, or do you want to be a great gymnastics? Yeah. So looking at the body type yeah. can give you the ability to say, okay, you will never do this. Yeah. Where you can make a great living out of it, or you could do this and assist your community greatly. Yep. Interesting. So it, it's yeah. kind of being. Brutally honest with you. Yes. Like, Unfair advantage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. That and that's what truly that's a great way to describe traditional Ayurveda. It's brutally it honest. It gives you a blueprint mm-hmm. so you can be brutally honest mm-hmm. with yourself. Yep. Yeah. But you can still be whatever you yeah. want to be. It, Ayurveda doesn't say, oh, you can't be. No. It's just saying that if you did this, you'd probably be better at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'd have to work really, really exactly. hard and maybe waste a lot of energy Ex- doing something that you yeah. might not be And be, be miserable. Good at. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So how much work does that take? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, so th- go ahead. I was going to go yeah. into the next thing. but uh, g- The digestion, yep. right? Yep. So physically, 
physically the digestion, unless you do plastic surgery for the face and stuff, but physically the digestion is the only part that you have total control over. And that's where Ayurveda says, always look at your digestion, gives huge, huge importance to the digestion and says you want to have a digestion that can pretty much process anything and you want to be able to go for long periods at a time without having to eat and when and you want your digestion to be such that you can absorb almost all the nutrients your food gives you and when we say eat anything doesn't mean uh, processed food all the time so but you can yeah, still if exactly. you're do, if you're doing Ayurveda correctly yeah. you can go to McDonald's exactly. every now and then and, and it's not going to really do much damage exactly. yeah it's like if you're in New York get a freaking bagel yeah exactly have a slice of pizza I'm exactly. sorry yeah. so exactly. when we were in France we had cappuccinos and croissants oh my god uh, when we went to uh, where was it uh, in uh, well oh, we, in, we went to Turkey and we had to have a Turkish bath and and, uh, and uh, the tons of chocolate yeah and the and candies the what's the candies called oh Turkish delights oh yeah we oh, ate like three hundred thousand of them in one day because they were free at the airport <laughs> <laughs> and they had huge some sampling thing and after you have the first one you go into a sugar high you, and <laughs> yep. you know one in Rome you eat yeah. like Roman exactly. yep. <laughs> and that's that's the great part about Ayurveda yeah. is they allow you to do that because it's also a dynamic balance exactly but uh, my question to you V is in Ayurveda you got the three doshas yep. what are they in your food or so in, your, in your digestion in your digestion so you can think of kapha as your structure right so Kapha is your gut membrane. That's, that's in, it's like the pot where everything is going to go in. Then Pita is all the uh, stuff, say you can think of the digestive juices and enzymes, that fire that's going to help everything cook, right? And then Vada is the movement of everything working properly in your whole digestive system so the stuff can be cooked properly and whatever you don't need can be eliminated. Makes a lot of sense. So you need you need that balance. For you sure. need that balance yeah. because you need the you need your structure, right? You the stability, right? You need the transformation of the digestive juices and enzymes, that fire, and you need the pros the proper movement, the proper uh, overall so flow yeah. Yeah. so that everything can And you want to go in the right cook. direction. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. That's huge. So in Ayurveda, do they have any sort of like fasting protocols with herbs to, to help with that or maybe even enemas like I know in okay. in the biohacking world, there's like coffee enemas and yogurt enemas to help with, with gut health. And in the biohacking world, there yeah. is, but also in the more commodity Ayurveda, there is. Yeah. Uh, in the old Ayurveda, they didn't talk about it because they didn't need it. They didn't need it. It, so a lot of it was only yeah. if you were uh, sick. Yep. And so if you ate as Char Charaka. Charaka said, uh, you 
the chances of getting sick were were not as high as if you ate what today's Ayurveda says. And who, who's Charaka? The original author of Ayurveda. Really? How long yeah. ago was that? And that was uh, before 500 A.D. There's a lot of people that give a lot of different answers. You know, some people say that Ayurveda is 5,000 years yeah. old. I no. It could be. But it wasn't written down. So then. evidence, evidence, exactly evidence. Yeah. The the old Ayurveda by Charaka, because then other people came in and added whatever and yeah. diluted. and it was probably influenced by Chinese medicine and, and local, like like back then there was ancient people. Yep. Yes, still. and so they, they were traveling yep. somewhere. Yep. Exactly. Agree with you completely. Even Greek medicine. Yes. And so if we went to where we're starting to see things go. It actually came, all came from the Babylonians. Yeah. Yep. So Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, Greek medicine, uh, the other ones all came from the Babylonians. And then as the culture separated yes. and moved out or they learned yeah. from it, they gave different names to it. So true. And, and learning about the Babylonians is really interesting because... They talk about sky people coming down, giving yeah. them all their knowledge. Yep. And I think yeah. that's like really fascinating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and since you put me at several thousand years old, oh. I remember <laughs> when that happened. I, I, I was I was sitting on my cow uh, going into the city, and I seen the sky people coming. This is a flying saucer scan. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> so you just, uh, you had mentioned that... Uh, what happens when you, and in, in paleo yeah. and in uh, biohacking, yeah. uh, you permetrate the... the get, yeah, exactly, you your gut membrane. Food. Yeah, it's uh, when the whole... So our most important thing is when we are cooking, right, is the pot, right? You think, say you cook food on the stove, you want the pot to be solid. If the yeah. pot is leaking in one direction or the other, then the food won't cook. Properly. So, sorry, so, so that's the whole, if our gut membrane is not healthy, if our kapha structure is not healthy, if there is leaky gut, say the most common thing today, then according to Charaka, we are not healthy. And so I'm thinking like 500 AD, yep. what unhealthy stuff could people have been eating? Like, oh, okay. yeah, great question. Yeah, because like if we, I tell people eat like, like we, like it was 500 years ago. Yeah. But if 2,500 years yes. ago people were eating unhealthy, what were they freaking eating? Go ahead. So that, that's huge. Uh, Charaka. And this is what saves us. Yeah. All we have to do is say Charaka because <laughs> it comes from his books. Yeah, describe okay. this, yeah, this, this source. Yep, yep. So people, people would get sick in those days because of eating spoiled food. Yeah. Right? They didn't have refrigeration. They didn't have proper storage. People had just started living in uh, communities, a lot of people close to each other, not enough sanitation. Uh, they were living with, say, animals running around, poopy, paddy stuff everywhere. So they were getting those types of diseases. Makes a lot of sense. So then Charaka had to help them become healthy again. So he was saying the safest food to eat in order to be healthy was meat soup, cooked food, cooked food, and 
uh, four types of uh, fats, actually three and maybe one if you didn't have the other three. And what were those fats? Thank you for asking. <laughs> they <laughs> were get a notepad, so they, them they were ghee. One of my favorites. Yep. Uh, lard. And the Sanskrit word for lard is? Is uh, vasa, vasa, with a long A uh, at the end. Vasa, yeah. And uh, the other is uh, bone marrow. I, that's so interesting because the first two in, in Western medicine now, they say avoid like the plague. Mm -hmm. Yep. And in, in yeah. like the world that we know, we know that that's medicine right Exactly. There. And it's really interesting is like when you eat carrots raw, you really don't get very much absorption of, of vitamin A and kerosene at all. Yep. But when you cook it in ghee, you get like yep. hundreds of times more absorption. Yep. So there's some deep wisdom. And that's why he said, actually for him, his, uh, the meat soup that you said the first is cooked and it's all meat. And then he has different types of meats depending on where, uh, because he traveled a lot, different types, different seasons, different people. You'll be surprised the animals he talks about. And, uh, you ever had elephant milk? Because <laughs> he tells you when you should drink it. Oh. And, uh, and then the other thing is for vegetables and grains and fruit and everything. So fruit is easier to start with that. Fruit he only uses to either get rid of hangover or to make alcohol. Either to create the hangover or get rid of it. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't talk at all, at least not in the book we no. found so far. He talks yeah. about eating fruit. Really? He only talks about drinking it. That is, that's interesting. And right. then uh, about uh, grains, he talks very little about grains. And mostly he uses grains to make paste to apply on the skin and stuff. I've never heard of that. Uh, and then, and then vegetables, he says, if you so want to eat vegetables, they have to be not hit by the sun, not hit by the wind, not eaten by insects, uh, not blah, 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 and only cooked in animal fat. I love that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll eat dinner at his house. Yep. And this is documented. This yeah. isn't, yep, so it, it's, that's a great part, is this comes from the ancient Ayurveda. Yeah. And so it talks about how to heal different things yeah. with your food. So if he was so meat-centric, yeah. how come like it's been lost in translation that you have to be vegetarian to it hasn't be a healthy been, It hasn't been lost in translation. It shifted 500 AD yeah. when it became political and religious-based. Okay. And that's where we'll yep. leave it at for now. We'll do yep. another podcast on that one because that's a really it's long a whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. exactly. Uh, but it all became political and religious. Yep. And it shifted. Does, right? yep. And then <laughs> it was lost in uh, some translations and it, interpretations yep. because they took only certain parts of the sentence. Exactly. You know, give any story yep. a thousand years and uh, it's not happening. Uh, that's it. Yep. 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 So that's about the stomach. Yes. You need that for digestion. Exactly. What are your uh, for, emotional? For emotional, so you, if your gut is healthy, then it makes your emotions and your thinking process smoother automatically. And because that's the whole concept of the gut brain, the enteric brain, with the heart brain and the cognitive brain. Because everything starts from the gut. 
So if you start, and we've seen it over and over, people start to add more good fat to their diet, clean fat, not vegetable oils, seed oils and that stuff, the good animal fat and enough protein, then their behavior, they become nicer people. For sure. Mm-hmm. For exactly. Sure. And, and fat is, uh, is and uh, you need, filling. And fat, fat, according to Charaka, not even protein, fat is your uh, the only way for you, for your body to feel satisfied. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Totally believe that. You can eat a fatty breakfast and then it's like 4 o'clock, like, whoa, I yep. have lunch. Yep. And the only way to be uh, strong, to be healthy physically, like muscle-wise, is uh, through protein, through animal protein, according to him. I 100%. 100% agree with that. And I I know, though, when I eat a lot of fat, it feels like it takes a lot of heart energy to process that. Is there anything? I know they talk about that in Chinese medicine, Mm -hmm. um, but in Ayurveda, do they mention anything? Like, what processes the fat? So it it's probably that how much fat you're putting in and the type of fat and when you eat it yeah. and what else you're eating. For sure, because I notice if I eat too much fat, then I'll feel it in my in my chest. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also through a lot of ketogenic experimentation. Exactly. So. so it's probably you are not making it easy on yourself putting in the specific fat and nothing else with it that's the yeah. yeah i noticed it was when i ate dark chocolate with coconut butter that's when i really feel it so it's two very intense exactly and coconut and butter is not animal fat very true yep. and also for coconut butter that's one of my things i can eat like we yep. make fat bombs yeah it's coconut butter it's bacon and a little bit of a chocolate in it chocolate yeah, powder, powder. powder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so if i yeah. eat two of them yes i feel almost like heartburn but yeah. i can eat one and i'm good to go exactly. for eight to ten hours yeah. yes yeah. that's so it's, that's it's overdoing the coconut butter is what kills me yeah. uh not the bacon Yes, I can eat a pound of bacon and go eat another pound. Yep. <laughs> but just a little bit yep. of coconut, too much coconut butter will throw exactly. me off. And it's also about slowing down because when you eat, it does take a little bit for that fat to register by your brain. Mm-hmm. And when we're eating, we get into that state where we're like, give me more, give me yep. more. At least it's, I do. So well, it's, a, it's the United States way of eating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And then one last thing for the fat. Uh-huh. Uh, why we said that giving enough fat, pretty much we don't give our body enough good fat. So what happens is we don't have enough material to build our myelin sheath. Yes, and yes. Every single cell of your body is encased in fat. It's called the phospholipid lipid bilayer. And it, like if you're, sorry, that was my phone. It's um, his phone. <laughs> but yeah, if you are eating crappy fats that our bodies have not seen before, because we've only been eating seed oils for a few decades, mm-hmm. um, it, it's not good. Like your brain needs fats to, like your whole brain is Exactly, it needs the cholesterol, the good exactly. cholesterol. And it's our cells and then the connections between our cells. And that's where uh, Charaka goes into the white matter in our brain. That's our, uh, that needs uh, good fat, and that's what myelin is, uh, needs 
to be produced. Mm -hmm. So we are not giving good kapha, good mm -hmm. fat in our body. That's why we are neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put us on pause for a second, and then we'll be right back to talk about the... Uh, not physical, not the emotional, emotional and, and mental. Yep. And we're back, and I know this has been a long podcast, even mm. though I thought it was going to be a short one. I know. Uh, let's hit uh, the bada pita kapha of emotions, please. Okay. So the we'll start with kapha. I, kapha is my favorite. So kapha is a someone who, it's the person you actually call when you feel really down and you want someone to listen. That's a person who has very balanced uh, emotional kapha. They actually have empathy. Someone that could, could kind of look at your situation honestly. Exactly. And actually even allow you space, right? Just listens. So they don't even offer any, you know, opinions or anything, or you should do this, or they are there like a pillar of support. Now, when that, when a kapha is out of balance emotionally, it's too much, too much attachment. They are the people that you know, all their life they have to cling on somebody and they just have that unhealthy, actually, well, there is no really healthy attachment, yeah. but that unhealthy attachment to things, so like they, and you can even take it as far as holding grudges. They can't let go. So the, the, it's the person that gets like fear of missing out like they're like why didn't you invite me like uh, yeah, th yeah yeah actually yeah taking like things just personal they are always e e e you know yeah. they don't have that uh, they can't even allow space so money Greece would the, be yeah that's a that's a perfect example because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's where the word vendetta started from money oh, yeah exactly uh, yeah. so well uh, remember that lady yep, that... we met a lady she was probably in her 70s and she had a vendetta on a guy until he died yeah you know, and she told us about it yeah. she was excited she sat down she made us coffee let me tell you about my vendetta <laughs> yeah and the, like the vendetta didn't end until like 2009 yep. when the guy died she yep. was telling us that years later so i thought those were prehistoric things yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. the that uh so healthy kapha you're going to think of it as like the emotional sustenance. So it's good to have emotionally. It, exactly. Okay. Exactly. But when it goes out of balance, you don't want it. No, it's yeah. attachment. But what then would be vada? Well, vada is actually, a healthy vada is, a, vada is about movement, right? About being open. So a healthy vada, emotionally vada, is a person that makes friends easily that finds enjoyment in things in and people finds uh, like you offer them say somebody's traveling like to a country completely different than they're used to and someone offers them really weird food and they are open to it mm -hmm. they they are open to they're making you connect exactly they're, okay. they're open exactly so would you consider that as for what 
when we travel yeah. and we see and we talk to people, the people that have the most fun traveling yeah. are the ones that are open to eating with people yeah. and drinking with people. Exactly. It's the easiest way to make friends. Yes. It's the person that can actually communicate and feel part of the of that new area, even if they don't really understand the language. I love that. Yeah, okay. that's it. So me but directing everybody exa- in the uh, was... uh, consulate on where to go, even though nobody spoke English. Exactly. <laughs> actually, that was a more primitive uh, agency. It wasn't the Greek consulate there would be, yeah. But it was like a, a really, really old school office building because yeah. <laughs> we had to go there because her father had passed so we had to go get another letter then another letter and another thing signed for him to take bureaucracy yep. yeah. and so i got to know it so great by the end of like two days that when people were coming in i could point them to the right lines to go to they could show him the form and because of the way the letters looked he knew which form it was so which funny. booth to go yep. to go all the way to the back go all the way to the back yeah yep. Exactly. Is so, that your inner PETA? Uh, directing? Or yeah, well, also, yeah, the PETA, the directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... So, do you understand? He had to use his vada, emotional vada, and then to actually guide the people. That was the mm-hmm. uh, PETA. Mm-hmm. See, you have to have everything. Yeah. That's so, right. Now that you're in the PETA? Tell me about Peter. I, well, we and didn't say not, Vada out of oh, balance. Okay. Vada out of balance. I'm thinking Greek. I'm thinking Peter's now. The emotional Vada out of balance is mood swings. Huge mood swings. It's like uh, there is the movement is way chaotic. Okay. Okay. And uh, they don't, they like this, they don't like this. They like this, they don't like this. So, so that's consistent. Exactly. Flaky. Exactly. Exactly. Forgetful? Forgetful, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more uh, in uh, the mind. Okay. And um, I know there's a. There's exactly. A thin there line. is a very fine, almost non existent line be- between emotions and thoughts. But uh, that's the uh, vada out of balance. Also, not really standing for anything. Like not, okay, making connections, but they don't mean anything to them. So it's that fake. Yeah, just blending uh, in. Exactly, like, yeah. Like fitting in and then fl- fitting into any crowd. Not exactly, really exactly. That's it, yeah. No, nothing means anything to them. So would be the person say that, okay, makes friends with everybody, but really there is no substance there. There's nobody you want to really Ex- hang out with. Exactly. Ex- because you don't care. Mm-hmm. That's the out of balance. And now Peter, Peter is actually the person who gives encouragement and strength. Encourage me. <laughs> Anytime I use the word encouragement, I think of the the terrible yoga, yoga instructor. On, uh, you ever watched it? Movie? On, uh, on, it was a movie. Um Couples retreat. Yep. The yoga a, instructor comes in, he slaps one in the butt. Encourage <laughs> me, encourage me. Let me put my karma on you. I, <laughs> the, the, the worst part is it was funny because it is so, so real. Yeah. So yeah, we like, fired some of those teachers. I, wow. So, yeah. so the PETA, healthy PETA emotionally is the person that has, has that inner courage and strength to actually support others. To say, okay, you can do this. You know, I, I know you can do it. Give them that true push. 
emotionally. And when out of balance is the person who it's either their way or their way or the highway. It's the control freak. So, mm -hmm. so are you still just kapha? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Physically, I'm my diva. I'm they, I'm all of them. All of them. Yeah. Good. Yep. So uh, I think you've explained it enough for this podcast. Uh, however, I want you to think about this for a future podcast. I want you to think about uh, Tim Larkins, his oh, information. Yeah. How does that fit into Pada Vada <laughs> Okay, we'll do. Until next. Hold on, guess oh. tell oh, us. Oh yes. Tell us where they can get a hold of you. Yes, yes, on Instagram, Biohack Zach with a K, and you can also email me at Zach at BiohackStudios.com. And is there anything you're promoting right now? Not quite, no. Not, okay. not specifically, no. We're going to have that one of these times. We talk to you. For sure. Until next time, much, much love from all of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.